record of nine to three. I'm gonna need somebody to help me get along on the ninety-three-year-old world record. <laughs> that was so good. Hey, man, Jeremy, that was you again. It's like I haven't was... seen you in a long time. Not long enough. <laughs> Not nice, Brad. Are you going to change the color of your microphone condoms here in a minute? Just might. I don't know what's wrong with this thing. Look, you keep you make fun of me and my setup, and yet my setup works perfectly every time. No, it doesn't. Every time. Never. Every time I every see low quality work. video is thank you, Jeremy Clover. What does that have to do with my my camera? My camera is in 16-bit HD double H hockey sticks quad gig. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's quite the shirt you've got there, Brad. It makes you look no. like you're an 85-year-old wearing a daggone like, Afghan. Jeremy Bradford we just finished the most trivial week of the year trivial yeah most would call it a meaningless week just to throw away 5k you said before we did the race that it was the most important week of our entire lives more important than the births of our children more important than the day we got married more important than our own birth which I don't know how that's even possible if we weren't Born, we couldn't have raced, but yet more important than that. And now it's trivial. Care to explain about that? Yeah, we didn't even get to race the real race course. The race course that we signed up for <laughs> originally? Yep. And why was that, Brad? Because of you. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yeah. No. The That's race what happened. Still, the race still happened. We should actually look up the no, results of that a, race. A race happened. We should look up the results of that race. Did you like do that? A, a meaningless race happened. Why is it meaningless when it was the most important thing we were aiming toward for our entire lives? Never said it was the most important. It was hyperbole. Hyperbole. It, it was, was being hyperbole. bombastic. It was, it was, it was hyperbole. bombasticness. By hyperbole. Yep. So. <laughs> I didn't put that much merit into it. I just thought it was you were so full of shit, man. Why? What do you mean? Because now you're coming up with these asinine, like ridiculous statements that are obvious not obviously not what you meant when we started this week. I think people take, are going to see right through you. I think I'll they're going to see right through you. I'll take the question from the back. Yes, actually, it was sick. Thank you for for asking. Deathly Brad, ill. Sick in, sick in the head because you keep making excuses. Uh -huh. Brad, you told me you weren't going to make excuses. You told me you weren't going to make excuses. I didn't make any excuses. You just In did. person. In person, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Brad. So well, let's, well, let's recap our weekend. Well, this one that we just left or the one coming up? I guess we can't recap something that hasn't happened. Bingo, Jeremy. I'm glad that I thought that went through. Good way to talk that through. Thanks, man. Sometimes you just have to.
Yep. Yep. So the week started off. I was feeling awful. As was I. I mean, sore throat, fever, 105. Stephanie, the kids kept begging me to go to the hospital. (laughs) So my Achilles fell off, right? And Katie was like holding it in this ice. And she was like, please, for the love of everything holy and for the sake of our our happy marriage, go and get this thing replaced. And I told her no. It had to be like it was. So I just shoved it back in there, just like your 105-degree fever. I didn't shove 105 fever in. It's no, luck it's of the all, draw. It's, it, it's all ridiculous. You're being hyperbolic once again. So feeling deathly ill all week, candidly should have been hospitalized. And then throw on top of that, my MCL just shredded. <laughs> what did you – is that verified, Brad? Verified. Listen, verified? When I can't even put pressure on my leg. I basically hopped a 5K on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Katie knows that you are full of poop. I think we should call the Guinness Book World Records because I may have just said a one-legged world record. Uh, I I mean, look, I don't know that the pictures indicate anything otherwise. Uh, Well, we're not even to the most important part. I've skipped too far ahead. Then I had to spend one and a half days plane hopping, six layovers. Two nights sleeping in airports, on just on the the fl- airport floors, to fly into Norfolk, Virginia. You did what are to, you talking to, about? To arrive mere hours before our little race. <laughs> did you come up? Did you put this in Chat GPT and have them spin <laughs> out the most ridiculous story possibly could? So I arrived. Do you remember what time I arrived? It had to have been well after midnight. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was like two thirty a.m. or something along those lines. Right. We had and to, then I we had to wake Ubered. Up at six. Now I Ubered. Right. I Ubered to your house. Yeah, you got to my house at four because you had a full night of sleep. I did. Well, I was yeah. riding in Ubers and yeah, in the in the back of shoddy airplanes. And look, I'm sure that the Uber driver probably took you for a spin because it doesn't take that long to get to my house, but. That's what it was. So I arrived. Then I guess we just woke up and went to the race, huh? That's exactly. That's all we did. You got there at four in the morning. You took a quick cat nap because I'm sure you didn't go to sleep right away, right? You probably it was had, impossible. Had your, about four, your house about was five. freezing. Yeah, <laughs> it was I'd, freezing. I'd acclimate, I'd acclimate to Antarctica. <laughs> In the we winter like solstice. We like it cold. You got there, like, so you probably got to sleep at five. I was, like, rolling you out of bed because you you were just dead to the world. You were so Exhausted. Tired. Exhausted. Yeah. At Not like to mention, the nice thing about you keeping your house so cold, I'm pretty sure my fever broke. <laughs> yeah. It was like an ice bath. <laughs> yep. That's what we did. I, I brought I down my core, core temperature. I took my core temperature. Trapped cover and cut. I took my core temperature at 5.45 in the morning, and I was a mere 101. Mere 101. So not well. Not well. My throat, you can hear it's still a little scratchy. 
And uh, and so the good news is I was cleared to race, but on one leg. Yeah, but what shoes did you wear, Brad? I only had to wear a shoe. Well, what shoe did you wear? <laughs> the Hoka Carbon X. Yeah, so it still puts you ahead. I'm Rocket like, X. I still Rocket got X. 30, I still got given 30 seconds. We kind of nope. agreed on that. Nope. Brad, if you can make up shit, so can I. So we agreed to 30 seconds because even at your worst, you're at least 30 seconds better than my best. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah, so 30 seconds. I mean, I would say under normal circumstances, two legs, a fever, no fever. Yeah, my worst day would definitely be probably three minutes better than your best day. <laughs> probably. I'm just glad that you had a fever. But candidly, these are the shakes. Yeah. Dad, why did you say on the that you had a fever? That's not a nice thing to say. You should go to jail. Elliot, couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have said it better than myself. So I, I got I into Norfolk, Norfolk in the afternoon. On Friday. Yep, we had an action-packed day. We did. Elliot, two, what did we talk about? Nothing. We didn't talk about anything. We went to two running stores, both the same running store, just in different locations. Two different locations, yeah. You bought two pairs of shoes, one pair yeah. in each store. I did, because the, the first store didn't have them. But mm -hmm. look, it was like serendipity that we ended up at the second one. If they had the shoe that I was looking for at the first one, we wouldn't have gone to the second one. And what, we, what would we have not found out, Bradford? Well, while we were there, we ran into an old college competitor. Uh-huh. A real loser. <laughs> He's not a loser, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Who informed us that the 9-11 Heroes run that you and I signed up for yeah. was really a cross-country meet. And you said, like, a, like what, a cross-country meet because it's got some hills? And he said, no, because the entire race is grass. And you're like, yeah. like, some sections of grass? And he said, no, you'll cross one strip of concrete the entire time. It's just, it's a cross-country course. Mm, yep. And so as you were checking out for your second pair of shoes, I registered both you and I for another race that with the the first store we were at, they were giving out the packet pickups. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So the first store we went to, running etc. Shout out, running etc. I'm gonna rock your I'm gonna I'm gonna rock your clothes in no, Norfolk, in Virginia Beach, all around town, because that's how I roll. Because I don't subscribe to the same ridiculous like theories that Bradford does. But running etc. Norfolk, we went there. I got a pair of New Balance. 1080 somethingers or whatever. I don't even know what they are. They're good. Enjoy them. But while we were there, they had the packet pickup for the Chaz Foundation 5K. Yep. It was busy, huh? It was busy. They had a number of people there. Um, got a couple pairs of socks. Um, got the same exact socks that Brad did because I want to be just like Brad when I grow up. Um, and then we checked out and headed down to Virginia Beach's location for me to get the pair of the the uh hoka mock fives yep which is what i ended up racing in on saturday yeah um and and that's where we met with mark and mark was like 
you're going to the aviation museum, right? And I was like, yeah. How did you know? It's all grass, my dude. Brad well, can handle the grass. He, su he suggested we buy high school cross-country cross spikes. spikes. If you can't trust Bradford, always consider subscribing to Clover & Co. Because this man licks... <laughs> Go. Oh, okay, Elliot. That is your one one free gimme. Go ahead. <laughs> How do you get <laughs> All right, buddy. What, hey. And you, Bradford, hey. you're not allowed to cut this out. You promised me. Okay. All right. You can cut that out. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was this close to getting a pair of cross country spikes as well. Mm -hmm. But no, then you Brad weren't. was like, "Nope, it's too hard. Can't do it. It's going to be too challenging for me. I have no abilities to run hard on one leg on slippery wet grass. I don't think so. Well, that was your whole thing. It's going to be wet. It's going to be wet. Jeremy, you try hopping on one leg." You didn't hop on one leg. <laughs> yes, I did. And then we went go-karting. We went go-karting. And, and then... I, where, I, where I won... Oh, really? Under my I name. Won. Under my name. <laughs> yeah. they. It was mistaken. Brad, you know. You know that I won. We, You started the cart behind me. By the time we finished, I was almost lapping you. It doesn't make sense. Because that's what happens when you start an entire lap ahead of me. Of course, I you end up behind me. You had and then you never passed of, me. It was never. I may have had a tenth of a lap on you. And then it became eight tenths of a lap. You know the track that well. I can do quick maths. Maths. Quick maths. And you think they messed up so bad. That you just pick whichever <laughs> name had the faster Brad. times. They go ahead and take that one. They did not even ask us our names. It was chip timed. It was not chip timed. Yes, it was. Where was the chip, Brad? In the cart. Then how did they know who was on? You in think which they cart? were manually typing? Ty uh, no, laps? Brad. But how did they? How did they assign the name to the cart? Good looking and ugly. She knew Bradford Brad, is good no, looking. No, she didn't. She when we wore because we wore our awesome shirts. I asked the little the, the lady, I was like, so which one is me and which one is him? And she was like, that one's you. And that was you. So she probably just mixed this up, put the wrong name for the wrong person. And uh, that's how I went. But, you know, look, you can go ahead and say all, all day long what you want. But you, we all know the truth. I won. I know that I won. And then from go-karting, did we just go straight to dinner? Straight to dinner. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Best decision we've ever made. What'd you eat there? I had the big ziti or the five cheese ziti or something and like four breadsticks and water. And some salad. And some salad and those little uh, fried cheese things. Mm -hmm. And what did you have? Baked ravioli. Was it? It looked like I couldn't even see the ravioli. It was under so much sauce. It wasn't bad. It was about as Olive Garden as Olive Garden gets. That's the only place we can eat before a race. Yep. And That's then, it. then straight to bed. Yeah, we got home pretty like we got home at like eight thirty. It was it was truly like we stayed up for another like maybe hour just hanging out, and then we went right to bed. Well, it's it's amazing you get sleepy when you're shivering. 
<laughs> That's probably why I always feel so tired. Like, isn't that one of the first signs of hypothermia? <laughs> yep. Pretty sure. Yeah, that's why I feel so much better when I go outside. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then, then we woke up, went for a little. Uh, uh, where do we go? Wawa action. Wawa action. Got pre race with cream cheese. With cream cheese. Yep. We drove down. I was going hard in the car. I'm still bruised. Look at that. Are you really? <laughs> See that? Dang, dude. Went super yep. hard in the car. Holy moly! Well, look. And that's gone down quite a bit. Hard. You just went too hard. Um, and we were driving around in a, in my rental car. I think it was pretty nice, huh? I liked it. it Not got bad. Great gas mileage. Good gas mileage. Then straight into the race. We got our packets. But we had a while before. We, uh, we got there quite early. Yep. Somebody asked if we were brothers. They did. And I said yes. And Brad obviously didn't want to be known as to know me. So he said no. And we had a warm-up? How'd you feel in the warm-up? Uh, I felt fine. I, I, so, leading up to this entire thing, no nerves. I wasn't excited. I was just something I was going to do, right? I was excited to hang out with you. That was really the only cool thing that I could think about. And then we started our warm-up, and just, like, the nerves hit hard. Like, I, could, like, I was just like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How's this going to go? What am I going to do? And it wasn't that I was afraid. I mean, I knew you were going to beat me. I wasn't concerned about that. I was just like, this is going to hurt. And I haven't raced in four years. Like, truly raced in four years. And it was like, because, you know, a race hurts. So I started getting real nervous. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. just didn't know. Um, but you told me a couple of little little secrets. You're like, hey, when you're doing your strides, just do it, like, right at where you wanted to go. But go for, like, 40 seconds. Yep. Isn't that how, how long you said? Just go at like the pace yep. you want to go. And I was like, all right. And I did like two of those guys. Um, and I felt good. And you told us, told me we were running way too fast. So I was like, well, that, mm -hmm. that defeats the purpose. Well, I think it was so. 615 pace that we were doing our strides at. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get amped up a little bit. And then the, the crack of the gun. There we go. The crack of the gun. And then what? Then we took off. People you all took around off. us. There was like there was like a hundred. How many people were like one hundred seventy five people? I think give or take. People left and right, just passing me, going in front of me. I was like, dang. I guess I should go. So I I did. I took off a little bit, maybe a little too quickly. Probably a little too quickly. Not probably. Definitely a little too quickly. What was your first mile? Six forty three. Six forty three. Six forty three. Six forty seven. Third the struggle mile? bus was starting to, the struggle bus was starting to set in. Um, last mile was seven oh four. That's the struggle bus got there. My mental, like my mental toughness is gone. Like that's I can I can boil it down to that. I was thinking about it. Like all I wanted to do in that last mile was quit. So I didn't push it as hard as I probably could have. Um, I just kept like, okay, I can slow down a little bit. I can slow down a little bit. I can slow down a little bit. I was just waiting for you to catch up. Truly, well, I gave it away. Oops to catch up so that I could have a little bit in the tank. Um, but I just, I was just not mentally strong, truly. Um, the first two miles felt great. Um, or really you did. raced well above where you should have been. Well above. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably true. I don't and think so I that was pretty that much that, what you had to get in. Yeah. 
So it didn't and look I, like you were feeling amazing in the, our uh, race pictures. No. <laughs> I, was looking, I looked awful. I mean, I don't, I'm not photogenic to start. Like, truly, I'm not. And I understand that. But those pictures, I, was, you, I showed some of my, like, my students who I'm close with. They were like, guys, you want to see something really cool? You <laughs> truly looked like the Baron from Dune. Look, I like to say I look like Sloth. From one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. I'll take it. That's what I did. So, yeah, I came through 21st place, um, finishing time of 21-28 and some change. Which I'm pretty sure that they couldn't remake Goonies. There's no way it would stand in today's politically correct society. Probably not. But if they did try to, I would <clears throat> volunteer for the role of sloth. I wouldn't, they wouldn't have to pay me. I mean, I know they would have to because it's like, you know, unionized and whatnot, and I'd have to make minimum whatever it is, but I would do it for free. I would just donate to some charity just so I could be in a movie. And so what was your final time on the day? 2128 and some change. So very and so, so I started that I started that day thinking, truly thinking, like based on the runs I've done, based on the minimal workouts I'd done, like I've done I did a couple of like fast miles or fast two miles in the middle of my runs like 720 pace felt like freaking crazy hard like so hard i was like there's no way i'll be able to do much faster than that for three miles you know okay. giving given that but and i was expecting to probably be able to run 2245 like truly be able to run 2245 if i ran 2245 i was gonna be a really fantastic day and i don't know what happened it was probably the shoes. <laughs> okay. So when we when we set out episode one, you said sub twenty three. I did, and I was I was like I was still there. I thought I was there. My watch still only tells me I'm twenty two fifty shape. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> my watch doesn't tell me a whole lot. Um, I'm I'm pleased. I can't complain. I ran significantly faster than I thought I was going to run. What about you, Brad? So get off. Let's get off of me. I know I'm fantastic, but let's talk about you. So I did not see you after the after the the start of the race. Yep. What happened? Well, you try running a five k on one leg. <laughs> you did. I mean, that's well truly what it leg. comes down to. You tie one of your legs up. So that your foot is tied to your rear end and go hop a 5k and tell me what kind of time you do. What I uh, will guarantee you is there's no chance in hell you're going to hop as fast as I just hopped a 5k. Brad, get real. My left calf is killing me from, because I was. <laughs> does it really hurt because of the race? It does. Yeah. You were, fa you were favoring it pretty hard. Uh, yeah, like it's just, uh, I'm tied up in knots on the left side. So, but Bradford. is what it is. It is what it is. Is what it is. So, you went out and I was a hundred percent sure you were coming back after the first mile. I, and I, I looked at my watch at one point and it said 605 pace. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I kept looking at my watch in the first mile thinking like, there's just no need to go out this fast. What was your first mile, Brad? Mm, 657. 
Okay. So faster than faster than not even wanted to go out. I thought I'd go out at like 6.15, maybe 6.10 or 7.15, 7.10. I mean, um, yeah. Then it came through in a 7.06. Okay. 7.07. Okay. Finished in, I think my official time was a little bit faster. Like 22. 2207. 2207. Yeah. So, so considering again, you only ran on one leg. Well, between the, the like heavy burden of travel. Yeah. Seriously heavy burden. Brutal. So brutal. One leg. Okay. Pretty sure I, like COVID finally broke that night, Friday night, COVID broke. Hypothermia. On hypothermia, right? Made me drowsy. Yeah. Um, yeah, then my calf cramping because I've not practiced hopping on one leg for a race. I've done zero intervals on one leg. I mean, I, who would, though? <clears throat> I, I, I didn't expect it, but I wasn't quitting. So, and no? if... I think you know better than anybody. I don't make excuses. <laughs> I know, Brad. I, I, the entire time <laughs> I've ever known you, you've never made an excuse for anything. No. Nope. Like, ever. I, I, I'm being honest. Outside of today, I don't <laughs> think that you have really made excuses. Like, you're, you're pretty even-headed. Yeah, like, you, like, you tell it how it is. You're pretty introspective as far as, like, you can go back and figure out what's been going on and why something happened the way it did. Uh, you're making excuses now, Brad. <laughs> I think it's just think, stating the facts. Brad, I want to ask you a, a it was question. Basically, you, it was basically the Michael on. Jordan flu game if did he had you, one leg. Did you, on it, did you think going into the race, even feeling the way you did, mm -hmm. that you were going to beat me? I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to okay. be, like, really close. Okay. I thought that, uh, like, being more disciplined in the race was going to pay its dividends. So, but it didn't. Yeah. No. And I just really felt good. Like, I genuinely was surprised by how good, like, a 640, the first 643 pace felt. I was like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. And then the second for one, a I was mile. Like, for a mile, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to pay for this later. And then the second one came, and I wasn't much slower. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm, I was starting really to feel it at that point, though. Like, I was like, that was where I was starting to breathe but that's hard. that's every 5K. I know. Um, and then, like, I just, the wheels fell off hard. Wouldn't say they yeah. fell off hard. Why'd you fall 17 seconds? Something like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's 17 seconds for a mile. That's four seconds a lap, Brad. Okay, considering you went out. 30 seconds fast, 30 to 50 seconds faster than you anticipated. <laughs> and now you're saying, well, 15 <laughs> seconds off of my 50 seconds fast was just so I still ran 10 falling apart. I, I still ran 10 seconds faster than I thought I would run my first mile in. Yes. Right. Yeah. It just sucked. That sucked. That hurt a lot. That's every 5K at the end. It doesn't have to be, though. I'm just saying. I know not everybody pushes it hard all the time. Um, first, I didn't want to lose to you. I swear at like going up to just before a mile and a half, I swear I heard you do like a little 
<laughs> that sound it that we could made. have been Joseph. It would have been about 150 <laughs> meters behind you. Yeah, I swear I heard you, and I was like, nope. And I didn't look back. I just like I just put a little surge in, and I was like, it's not going to happen right now. Maybe later, but not right now. Um, that helped. And then, like, I didn't want to get beat by you know a, I would say an acquaintance of mine who we we saw and we met, like we talked to for a little bit before and after the race. Um, I didn't want to get beat by her. That was like a motivating factor too. I thought she would be both of us, but guess what? That was a big, yeah. So that's good. That she didn't so we beat got to, either of us. No, she didn't. Okay. Did she? Did, did she beat you? She didn't beat me. No, no. I didn't think she did. Um, so that was good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the thing about racing, despite, I wouldn't say excuses. It was just the set of circumstances. It was the cards I was dealt, Jeremy. I played the best hand that I could. On and one leg, I couldn't <laughs> have played a better poker hand. Well, you came down to a place now that we've been dealing with pretty significant um, humidity, even though it was not I don't think hot. it was that bad. It was pretty humid. Although it was not hot. It was like really not hot. And that, I think that helped me. When you weigh more, the cooler weather helps you cool down better. And I think that helped. Well, I honestly, you know, like, uh, so we've got four races this year. I know I've got another race coming up in 60, 62 days. I'm running on Thanksgiving morning. Um, I am. Well, yeah. And so you figure really though, like four big efforts that I'm hoping to get in 5k, 10k, half marathon, full marathon. So it's a shit show. Like it's a complete roll of dice. If you're hoping that your full marathon goes well. Yep. So one, you have to have a good day. Yep. You have had to have a full training cycle basically for the previous nine months, I would say. Yep. You know, like you can you can do a 10 or 12 week uh, actual training cycle under the assumption that you've been running for the right. six months previous to that. You have a level of fitness, a baseline right. of fitness that you can build on. Yeah. And so you have to hope for good weather. You got to hope that you peaked like you've trained right that you haven't had any significant injuries, like there's nothing lingering, that you don't have any gut issues, that your nutrition's on point. Uh, you know, like there's 30 different things that can go wrong in a marathon. It's not more, but yes. So a half marathon, like each of these races to go perfect, I think we're going to be lucky to get one race to go perfect. If you have I, I, one of the races to go perfect, I've like that's an accomplishment. I've already perfect race, Brad. Could be. Could be. I've already ruined it. I've already wasted. I've already wasted everything. I actually so, was thinking of adding another cal a race to my calendar, though. So I would tell anybody that has a bad race, like if you're competing against somebody, like you just don't know, like what happens to your body on a specific day. You don't know if you had like the worst possible race that you could, given your fitness level on that day, and your competitor had their absolute best on that day. Like, yeah, there's just sets of circumstances that you you literally have no control over. Nope. So what you can control is show, like you do your best to show up under the best uh, best set of circumstances that you've done the best training. And then on the day, you know, like you hope that it just like all you it's you're not going to get a miracle. So it's whatever happens, happens. And that's the training that you've been doing. So, look, Brad, I think what you need to do is you need to come in like two days earlier. For this 10K. <clears throat> I think like I should be actually pretty free 
during that week, it's like exam week for us. And I think I only have, I think my exam is one or is like first maybe coming up. So like I will be free after the first day of exams. I won't have anything else to do. Um, just well, I mean, I can just hang out at the, uh, at your house and you, you can, but like, like I'll I don't basically be frozen like Han Solo and <laughs> carbonite. I'll look, I'll come back. I'll come back from work <laughs> and I'll take you outside and I'll put you there and I'll let you thaw out, but it'll be cold by then. It'll You're going to thaw me out like princess Leia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I think you can come in a couple days earlier. So the travel isn't an issue or as much an issue anyway. Um, and then, you know, it'll be cooler. We'll both be fitter, hopefully. When do you start yeah. your training for this 10K, Brad? I'm hoping next week. So I fly out to Arizona. Um, I've got... Uh, I'm, I'm moving my long run from Saturdays to Sundays. So with Kira in the middle of, of cross-country season, like it yeah. just... It's easier to get the long run done on Sunday than it is on Saturday. And the long run will be? No, she gets Saturday off. Or Sunday off, I mean. Okay. So, but I can do it in the morning while I'm feel, feeling good instead of uh, waking up at four in the morning before she goes to her races. Yeah. Um, and so 12 weeks out would be Monday for us. Yeah. And I, I have, I have, I've got a plan, Brad. I've got a plan. And what's your plan? To run, to, to run a lot and run good, <laughs> good, good workouts. I, I'm truly so the plan I'm using. I just went to McMillan and I yep. and I picked myself up a 10k plan, a 12 week 10k plan. Um, I'm actually really excited about it. I saw the workouts and I'm like, these could be fun. Um, and I'm like at a good mindset right now. I've taken this week is going to be really really easy. It has been. First, we yep. have a tropical storm coming through, so there was no running today, no running tomorrow. I'll run again on Sunday, but it won't be anything crazy. I think I only have three days of running this week. Um, just a, kind of a step back, gather myself again in, in preparation for a hard th next three months. Um, but it's, I'm excited for it. So good. Yeah. What about you? What are you going to be doing? What's for... the pacing like on McMillan? It's great. So it's actually right where I'm running right now, as far as for my long run, my, like my easy runs, the pace I think is between like eight twenty and nine fourteen or nine fifteen, which is essentially what I've been running for my easy runs anyway. Um, and then the workouts have me, you know, pace dropping down to, you know, low sevens for some of the like interval stuff. But that's later. That's getting closer to the race. Um, it's not starting off quite that fast. It's like high sevens to start. So uh, what are Good. you going to plan? What do you plan on doing? Still haven't decided. I've got a plan on my phone through Stride. Uh, yeah, you said you were going to do that. And the good thing with the McMillan run is that they also do like that pre prehab stuff where it gives you the yeah. strength training and all yep. that. Yep. Um, I'm going to try to be religious with that stuff to help hopefully get me where I need to be. That'd be good. Yeah, I think so. I'm I, anxious. Well, I've, I've got a couple of doctor's appointments beginning of October, one for my knee, one for my, I'm pretty sure it's piriformis. So, but it's the sciatic nerve nonetheless. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be but, interested to see how they help with, uh, with that. See how running goes while I'm in Arizona. And then, uh, you've, you stated a, you think you're going to go sub 44. Yeah, I think sub 44 is still, I mean, that's 
doubling plus a minute on what I just ran. And I think, I guess I'll get more fitness. Maybe I, uh, what are you doing, Kat? Uh, maybe I, I'll modify that. But give me like a month to see where my training takes me before I like sit down and tell you that I've got like it's another time in mind. I will go faster than 44, hopefully, if everything goes the way I want it to go. I'm thinking sub 42 now, but I'll let you know a little bit closer to the race. What are you thinking, Brad? I put down, we that must have been 12, 13 weeks ago, sub 42. Dang. And I get, although I know you were not at your best, I get 39 seconds to keep the pink jersey. Right. You're giving me 39 seconds. So that way it's a squ- it's a heads up race for the 10k. Yeah. Plus my age is another 30 seconds. So now I'm at a minute 09. Stop, cat. So no. not not to mention I... I'm guessing <laughs> at least half of this training block is still going to be one legged. <laughs> You're already starting it. You're already coming up with the excuses, Brad. <laughs> no. Um, and I even gave you, look, remember, go back to either the episode before this one or the one right before that one. So one or two episodes back where I was giving you a savings account and I said I would double the time and give myself that. But guess what? You didn't take it. No, nope. so it's, it's too late now. So and then you said well, 127. I said 130 for the half. Yeah, I got really overzealous on that one. <laughs> See, I think you'll. I, uh, I I think each of these you'll be surprised. So, including the fact that, uh, like every training cycle starts this exact same way that you start, whether it's your easy runs or your first races, and you go, Jesus, like that's the pace that I've got to run for twenty six point yeah. two miles. That seems yep. impossible. So inevitably, I mean, it does seem impossible, but it always works out. It does. You, we were talking like my pace for the, for the 5k was 650. You ran a marathon in that pace. Yep. That boggles my mind. It seems, it it seems easy when you're ready to do it. When you're ready. That's right. Uh, If look, I I think if the the half marathon comes and I'm in 127 shape, there's a good chance that I can go three flatter a little bit sub three maybe because that still has, gives me a nice solid like three months to build on that. So if 127 feels good, I can race that, then it should feel like if I go through in 129, that should feel relatively easy by that point in time. And that gives me some, some time to play with. Hope so. That would be awesome. Hope so. So did I tell you that I, I'm planning on perhaps adding another race to my calendar? You've said it here today on the podcast. And it's not really going to benefit any of the races we're doing. <laughs> what is it? I want to do – so I've done the icy eight-hour run in the past, and I really loved it. Um, it's in March – or not March. It's in February, early fe- set forever, February 3rd. February and just, 3rd. And it's just a race in which you give, you're given eight hours to run as much as you possibly can. You, you get to dictate it. It's, there's a, there are two loops. One loop is eight miles. One loop is like 4.6 miles. So that's miles. like a month before our half marathon. 
I know it'd be awesome. That would give me like a good long run of like 38 miles, 40 miles. Okay. I think I want I just really want to do it. I really enjoyed the race. And I think at this point I'm motivated enough to say, I'll sign up for it and I'll do it. And it's not a race that's going to like empty the tanks. It's not like going out and hammering a, a marathon because it's just a, like you go out and just have fun with it. And so for our 5k, what would you, would you do really well? Like however many items you did really well for the race. Okay. And what would you do? What would you do differently or improve on? So this is kind of double edged sword. I would say that I did really well was I, I just ran based on how I felt. I like, I, I just let myself run. Like yep. if I would have looked down and like wigged myself out by going through in 640 for the first, my 643, like I could have completely just like shattered my entire race. Like got in my head, said that's too fast and kind of really fell to pieces. So I think I did that really well. I just kind of ran how I felt without really much regard for the time that I was running. I was impressed with myself. I mean, I patted myself on the back after I was done. Like, good job, buddy. Yeah. But if I would have, if I would have kind of been more um, cerebral about it, I could have probably uh, done some myself a disservice. What I would have done differently, I thought about it, and again, I talked about how I would, my mental toughness was gone. I would have tried really, really hard if I could go back and do it again, knowing what I know right now. Obviously, hindsight. Um, is I would have tried really hard to catch the guy that was in front of me because he was like right there. He did not gain anything on me the last mile. It was just, we ran the exact same pace and I just kind of let myself, uh, punk out. I was just more concerned about beating you instead of racing him. So I would have yeah, like, I, I, I don't, him. I don't believe that, but no, I really was. Like That's why everybody was... hurts in the last mile. I know, right? So in your I body, that. I could have bo- run harder. Your body has a natural mechanism, you know. In particular, when you've run for as long as you and I have, you have an idea of how, like what you're going to have left in the tank, and then how you want to finish. Yes. And but... so you're you're parsing you're right. you're now divvying out how much energy you have to finish. Like you weren't running then at 7.07 pace for the last tenth of a mile. No, we're what both of us were like mid to low 6.30 pace, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so when I had that extra, I could have used that extra to push for another minute and a half, not at 6.30 pace, to catch the guy. Okay, then at what pace? I don't know. I would have probably had to run like 6.12 pace. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Brad, you, you get what I'm saying. Like my mental toughness wasn't there. It was gone. So have you, have you ever read, uh, is it endure? No. What's the, it's, uh, it's a book about like that. You've always got something left in the tank. I have not read it. It's, uh, who was author we talked about last time with, with 80, 20. Brad Hudson. No. Matt Hudson. Matt Fitzgerald. Matt Hmm. Fitzgerald. Is that what it is? So I'm going to look up what the what the book's name is. And he uses, it's all about that you've got, uh, you know, like that we're this untapped, uh, untapped resource. And he gives you, he gives you some examples of runners that they like uh, run, come crippled across the line. And then, you know, like they're hunched over 
in a minute later, they're up running their cooldown. And he's like, it's just physically impossible to give 100% of your all uh, or else you wouldn't be able to do a, a uh, cooldown. And candidly, you just die after the end of the race. You'd, you'd divvy out enough energy that at the end of the race, you'd just be dead. No, I understand that. I know that you it's, can't give it, like 100%. It's, how, it's called How Bad Do You Want It by Matt Fitzgerald. Okay. And so, and then I've read like peer-reviewed studies that say that's just absolute bullshit. So like the days that you have that you're in a in a flow state where it feels amazing and you run a PR. I love from, those days. From every analytic is the exact same day as that you just grind it out and you feel awful from mile one to whatever the finish line is. There's truly no difference. It's just it's just a mental state. So in tip like they they found typically like that recovery. I'm sure you've been in a run before where you feel like absolute trash. Oh, you yeah. put your hands on your knees for 30 seconds and then you go out and you turn around and your next mile is like 30 seconds faster than the mile yep. that was just trash. Yep. So, yep, I've had that. so, you know, like that 30 second reset just works sometimes. It does. But I think, I mean, you know, this, like if you get out of competing for a little while, like your mental toughness isn't there. Like it, it takes some time to build up. It Jeremy, just you feel like that at the end of every race, even when you're in amazing you shape. But you, can, but you can control it better the more you get to that level. Like if you push yourself more often, more frequently, you become comfortable being uncomfortable. I was not comfortable being uncomfortable. I was like, I truly was talking myself out of running as hard as I could. I was like, you can slow down. You can slow down. And guess what I did? I slowed down. I know I slowed down because I went out hard, Brett. I understand that. I get it. But you know mental toughness is a thing. You know there are guys out there who will – they will. It like, is. I would argue die. mental toughness is the fact that you were hoping to run 715, 720s, and you went out 30, 40, 50 seconds a mile faster than that and then kept going at it the second mile to see what you had in the third mile. Yeah, but then I got to the third mile, Brad, and I was like, <laughs> it hurts. It hurt in the second mile. No, it didn't. Not until the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, so here's the thing that I would have changed about my race. At the finish line, I would have looked much better and mm. <laughs> tried to get more photogenic. So when yeah. I showed the pictures to my students, they'd like see me like nice and like formed formed and all kinds of stuff sucked in my belly a little bit got rid of my double chin that i've got um that's what i would have changed i'm looking at your pictures now there <laughs> brad yours are barely yours are um, just barely better i don't know barely. those are pretty bad those are pretty bad <laughs> i'm aware my leg looks really good though and the wor my worst faced one my leg looks pretty sweet i was like my calf muscles looking solid Wow. That, hey, you got to take the – I mean, that's the only thing that's looking good there. I'll take it. Good. All right. So, Brad, you do the same exercise you just had me do. What could I have done better? No, what did you do? Start with what did you do well? What did you do what well? What did I do well? I honestly thought that the training was there until the last two weeks. Yeah. Like I had solid training that wasn't like 
overboard. I was willing to pull the plug on days that mm-hmm. like, instead of just going so deep on, on workouts that, uh, that then you're just trashed for three straight days. Like I, I knew I got 80% of the workout done and the, everything else, like it would have been a big mental boost, but it wasn't physically going to help me that much more. So the likelihood of injury was more than it was, uh, any benefit. So up until two weeks to go, I think like my training was, was as point as my fitness was going to let me be. And, uh, and then, and then candidly given the last two weeks with as, uh, with as bad as I felt with my knee, um, you know, like I was smart enough to just take off as many days as I needed and just hope that, uh, you know, like some days you just have to show, show up with the ability to run versus, uh, being in perfect shape. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like those, those things, yeah, those things are, uh, I think just, uh, like disciplined running. And I, you know, like I, I did everything I could to show up to the race, uh, and give myself a good opportunity to run well. Yeah. So. Sometimes you got to take a step back when things aren't going the way that they need to go. I mean, if you're injured or potentially injured or whatever, like it was really hard for me to take those two weeks off when my Achilles was flared up and it's still not great, but yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm better so, off than I'm, I'm better off than you are. Well, I mean, I think if, I if you take a step but, back and think, well, we still have nine months of training left. It doesn't sound like enough though to me. <laughs> like in the grand sounds- scheme. But look at how There's far we came from much. running know, two to Brad, three minutes at a time to now. I understand that, but it's just, you got to chunk it sometimes. And I've just got to chunk it. Like I can't look at the marathon with any expectation right now because there is no expectation. I couldn't possibly go out and run a marathon today. Can I run a 10 K today? Yes. It won't be good, but a marathon is just out of like, even an idea but we're not running there. a marathon today i know but it's just too much for my mind to handle it's like the age-old adage how do you eat an elephant one i mean one bite at a time i've never never heard that before nor do i want to eat an elephant you eat everything one bite at a time brad <laughs> Hey, how do you eat that cake? One part at a time, my dude. That's how you do it. And that's what I do. I don't know. I mean, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> that dude is just hosing down hot dogs. I understand that, but it's still only one bite. Mm-hmm. Even if he fits four hot dogs in, guess what? It's one bite. I'm not sure that he has any bites in a few of those. He just slides them right down. We'll count that as a bite. That's not a bite. We'll count it as a bite. That's sword swallowing. <laughs> but it's still, it's the act of swallowing. Can you, can you swallow more than one bite? Yes. See? You take, you take one bite, you go. <laughs> you're like, oh, I want to fit some more of that cake in my mouth. <laughs> And then you take a massive swallow, and then it hurts all the way down. Your picture looks like you took more than one bite. <laughs> Brad, look, I, I know very well what the, what the um, image for our next video is going to be. 
Please put a picture of you up there, though. <laughs> Please. Like, I'm no, going to splice it in, but that is so good. I can't even see it from here, but it is really good. Oh, look at that. That ah! is a horror. That is a horror show. I, I'm not photogenic at all, and that, that's probably the least photogenic photo I've ever, ever had taken of me. <laughs> that's jeremy with 200 feet left in the race i was hurting just like he is yep and then we got a donut right after that oh my god brad i can't wait to see what you have for a thumbnail <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That <laughs> looks so good there. God, I look haunted. You do look haunted. Again, it's it's like it's so aghast. It it looks like the uh the zombie from I Am Legend. I know you've said it enough. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just I mean, a really I, bad. I honestly have some worse race picks that uh those are the best ones, though. Yeah, but I don't want to look like that. I want to feel like that, but I, w I don't want to look like that. I want to look like, hey, guys, it's me. I look fresh and clean and awesome, and I'm ready to just go. And not like, oh, what last two steps? That, that would be weak. That would be you left it on the course. I did. I left the ugly on the course, and then I w there was nothing left but beauty to come out. Mm -hmm. All the ugly was falling out my butt. Falling out my butt as I'm taking off. And the only thing that's left, I'm the beautiful butterfly who broke out of the ugly cocoon. That's well, what I want. Well, I'm excited to get moving for this 10K. I hope that your body allows you to, Brad. Because I, I would hate to not have my buddy running by my side or barely behind me as I cross the finish line. I mean, I feel somewhat optimistic given the fact that the KT tape has helped. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. You just have to make sure that you keep that, that bad boy shaved up. Yeah. Nice I, it's strange that I've, I mean, I literally just have the, my knee, my upper thigh and upper calf or lower thigh and upper calf shaved on one leg, just a, a strip of baldness. Did anybody mention that down in your uh, conference? No, I was wearing slacks and jeans I the whole time. You could have been rocking around in your jean shorts. Nope. Somebody did. I went out to uh, dinner. Uh, somebody took a bottle of Silver Oak. Do you know Silver Oak? Silver Oak wine. So, like, I, in it, bread, I if, don't know wine. If you went to a grocery store, it'd be somewhere between seventy-five and one hundred and five bucks. Holy moly! Okay. So, in a steakhouse, consider two fifty to three hundred. Yeah. Like everything is marked up two and a half to three times. Sure. And, uh, and I was just done having wine. So I just had my hand over cause I was with like what seemed like a fraternity party over my wine glass. So the, like the waiter wouldn't come and pour any in or the numb nuts at my table. And I turned around like this and my hand kind of came off some and the host then picked up and he proceeded to pour half of a bottle of silver Oak all over a completely missed my glass all over my pants i was wearing uh, white shoes all over a white button down that i was wearing so i'm sure you were pleased 
I said, if it, if that spill wasn't $150 worth of wine, I'd be asking you for new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. <laughs> Did you enjoy your conference, Brad? Uh, I'm not a big New Orleans fan, but it was, uh, it was to be expected. It was good. I'll have more fun in Arizona this week. Yeah, I know you will. What, so, did you, what do you do at a parking conference? You just be like, hey, how big's your parking lot? <laughs> mine's, mine's 44 by 38. What about you? Well, what kind of size of parking spots do you guys use? Do you try to cram them in or you give them a little extra space? Like, are you going to be held liable to the extra parking like accidents because of the less space? Like, what do you guys talk about? Well, I'll tell you what an interesting. Kind of signage do you, what kind of signage do you guys use? I'll tell you an interesting piece. Our keynote speaker has been on, I think it's Discovery Channel, like five times. Have you ever seen the Eco Race? Yeah, she's in like every one of those episodes. Okay, so she's a huh. uh, she is some like one of these wackadoos that does all these ex like extreme extreme racing yeah so uh not the best keynote speaker i've ever heard but a couple of like it, some interesting points in there and then um and then this year's conference was like heavily skewed towards uh de and i certifications okay like being a uh like implementing de and i programs in parking companies like the uh, positive impacts of it, women in parking, and yeah, those were those were the big ones this time. So you guys are catching up with the rest of the world, huh? I don't know. But our company gave pretty much every presentation. Oh, nice. So, Did you present, Brad? Why would like the most vanilla white man ever be presenting on DE and I? Because you're. I, just because it's DE and I doesn't mean that you don't have something to say about it. That doesn't mean that you haven't that's, experienced. That's true. They like, should, but like we have a uh, we have an entire DE and I team, and uh, there's better representatives of our company than me. Fair enough. Yeah, but that's because you're as vanilla as it comes. Doesn't mean that you can't spice it up and put out a little information out there, Bradford. That's fair. That's I fair. Know. I know. I make valid points occasionally, Brad. Well, I'm excited to see how our 10K training shapes up. I'm going to go for a nice, long 45-mile run. 45-mile run? In February uh -huh. 3rd in preparation for that. It's gonna, you know how strong I'm going to be? That's for the – oh, I meant 10K training. I know, well, I know, but I'm, gonna, I'm just saying. Oh, that's for the half marathon. It doesn't matter. 10K, stub 33 minutes. Um, what's the world record for women? I don't Speaking know. Speaking of DE and I, Four, I'm just 14 minutes. That's for 5K. Do you know what you know? What's kind of amusing is we almost double every race. Like the only one that truly isn't doubled is the 10K to half marathon. It's more than doubled. It it's an extra mile. Yeah, but it's doubled. It's more than doubled. I know, but I get it. But we go 3.1, 6.2, 13.1. 13.1, 26.2. And then we go to 50 miles, which is more than double. 
No, it's not. Never mind. That's 52. I'm not good at maths. Unless we qualify for Boston. We can still do a 50-miler. Jeremy. Brad, if we qualify for Boston, let's say we do we oh, do boy. I was no. just about to end the podcast. You listen, we do grandmas and we both qualify for Boston and we and we give ourselves enough of a cushion that we can guarantee our entry into the race. Mm-hmm. Okay. That isn't until when? When is Boston run? April. We could run a fifty miler in November and be fine. I know, but we talked about the year after doing a fifty and a hundred. Yeah, we'll do the 50, we'll train for the marathon, and then the next, like, no- November, December, we'll do 100. We'll figure it out. I One know step at a time, Jeremy. I just, look, I'm just amped right now, so I just want to do all the steps right now. Because of one race. Yeah. One that I beat you in. Fair and square. One Straight leg versus up. two. Well, that's fair, because your one leg is more powerful than both mine combined. All right, I got to go Theragun my leg, my sore left leg. My right leg is feeling pretty good other than my knee. Hasn't been used much in the last three weeks. I'm sore for some reason. I haven't run since, really run since like Sunday. I've run like twice. Good. Yeah, I'm sore. You got a long, lot of training left. I know, I've got at least a thousand miles before the 10K. (laughs) Catch you later, Jeremy. All right, buddy, later.